We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. Welcome to the Dotcast from Nine Dots. Nine Dots is the online learning community for wedding photographers. We've written a free ebook, a coronavirus survival guide for wedding photographers, which you can download for free at nine-dots.co/corona. Stay at home and stay safe, people. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Dotcast. Uh, today, there's actually four of us here. So there's me, Adam Johnson, also joined by the the usual Rahul Kona. Hey, hey. And Andy Gaines. Hey, hey. And then today we've got a special guest. Uh, we always said that it was a bit of a, like our goal was to kind of have regular guests on the podcast. So it wasn't just, you know, us three talking rubbish like we have been doing. Um, so yeah, today we're joined by Kat Eckleboom White, who's based in Austria, used to be, used to live here, now based in Austria, and mainly... Uh, does elopements so that's what we're going to be talking about today we're going to be talking about elopements uh and uh yeah andy what like i don't know you can you can give if you got any more intro to say you've been doing the research i know the guy but i'd like to hear kat say hi hey yeah hi guys awesome hey kat yeah thanks so much for joining us today um so just to kind of bring like everyone listening up to speed um obviously you're from the uk england originally and then you've been based in austria for the past kind of 10 years um what's your like super potted quick history of like your work and photography and where you're at now then? So you shoot mainly elopements now, right? And yeah. teach as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, a brief history of my life. Uh, <laughs> I grew up in the UK. I studied um, music at university in Leeds. And after uni, I worked in the arts for a bit and um, kind of got a bit fed up with my job, learned to snowboard at local snowdome and was like, oh, this is kind of fun. Don't really like my job. I'll quit everything and go and work a winter season. Um, and so I went to Austria for my first season, worked as a chalet girl, hated it, but I didn't want to come back to the UK. So I went and trained as a ski and snowboard instructor. And kind of that's pretty much where the story kind of started. I just fell in love with living in the mountains and just decided to kind of quit life in the UK and move to the Alps. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of photography, I never really picked up a camera until it was after my own wedding, which was uh, six years ago this year. And I kind of just, yeah, got married and was like, hmm, I think I'd like to become a wedding photographer. I'll buy a camera and see what happens. Um, as that's, I like, started that's like off, basically like everybody, every, every yeah, photographer say. ever. Yeah, <laughs> And, you know, I started off as a lot of people do kind of shooting more traditional weddings, but being an English speaker in a German country, I was like, yeah, do you know what? Like, I think my, my target audience is probably destination couples. Um, and then like I shot my first elopement, I think it was in my first or second year of business. Um, and it was just a massive eye opener of like how stuff could be done differently. Um, and kind of from there, I was like, do you know what? That's all I want to do from now on. Um, and so I kind of went down there, I'm only going to shoot elopements or I'm only going to shoot larger weddings if they have an adventurous aspect to them. Um, yeah. And kind of, that's what I did. Okay. Oh, amazing. And so, so you didn't really like, did you, did you get into shooting many kind of quote unquote normal weddings at all? Or like, did you uh -huh. do like many, any years of that or, or just the odd one or whatever? Was it kind of a. Yeah. I mean, I kind of did like a year, a year and a half of it because of the way that more traditional weddings book like quite far right. in advance. Um, at the start, I was shooting weddings for local couples. So it was church, registry office, big people, 
they're like very similar kind of format to bigger traditional weddings in the UK. Um, so yeah, I did do those. Right. And, um, right. Okay. And so like in terms of like, were those, were those, have you always shot kind of, I mean, Austrian or, or German or, or what, you know, that kind of area, has it always been those kind of couples that, that those nationalities that you started with originally then so it was never even though you're English it was never kind of English couples to start with yeah no to start with it was all like local couples so um Austrian German speaking um yeah how was your how was your German um not great I mean I, I had enough to get by I by the time I started um doing weddings I'd lived here for must have been five years um so like I had an okay level of German. My problem was massively that um, conversationally I was okay, yeah. but um, the the challenge for me was writing. So I still had my website in English. I blogged in English. Um, couples would still correspond with me via email in German, but it was quite difficult. Yeah, right now I can Im- I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, that must be crazy hard to like break into a market where you don't speak. It's not your first language or whatever. Yeah, like the stressful thing for me was mainly like the whole managing client expectations because I felt like I couldn't kind of be nice but firm kind of when I was speaking in German as opposed to like in English where, you know, when couples ask sometimes the inevitable questions about raw files, are there any more photos, do you do this? Like in German, it was just like, no, I don't. Um, Yeah, right. When it's an English couple, you're just like, yeah, no, I don't do that. And here's why you can be kind of, you can be nice. Yeah, you can be a bit more conversational not, about it and a yeah, bit less, exactly. less business like. I just have to be really to the point because I just don't have the vocabulary to kind of, yeah, right. do it any it other was, way. You had to end it with loads of slightly, slightly annoyed couples. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Um, but <laughs> it was just stressful, like for me, because I was always kind of, you know, I always gave what I felt was like this, my best and the same service to everyone. But you know, I was always just really nervous because it didn't feel like I could communicate the way I wanted to kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. That makes sense. And so so, so when you start, when you kind of, you decided, I mean, was there like a, a particular turning point where you were like, you, did you shoot a kind of, you know, an elopement or a small like adventurous style wedding? And did, was was there like a thing where you like, like a light bulb moment or was it just born out of kind of necessity, if, if that makes sense? Um, there was two really. Um, so the first, one of the first occasion, occasions was, it was an English couple. Um, and because, you know, I did that thing that a lot of photographers do when you start a business and you're like, well, shit, someone's told me I need to blog, but I don't know what to write about. Yeah. Um, so I was just doing that. I'll just blog about my life and where we've been skiing and my favorite ski resorts to go to. Um, and I had an English couple who wanted to get married in the ski resort where I'd been a season air, um, like email me and go like, we see you're a wedding photographer and we see that you love skiing and that you're skiing all the time. Um, and we want to get married on the ski slopes. Like, do you want to, you know, be involved in that? And then I was just like, holy shit. Yes. Like, (laughs) you know, I was suddenly like, oh my God, there's actually people that want to do this stuff. Right. Um, Yeah. Until that point, you've no idea that that's even a thing. It's just not even, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things that you like, you know, I kind of seen a couple of images on Pinterest and for my own wedding, we were kind of like, oh, should we do a winter wedding? But, you know, we really didn't know that there was yeah. that many people that wanted to do stuff differently. Um, yeah, yeah. 
And so, yeah, as soon as I got that email, I was like, oh, okay, well, if there's one couple that wants to do this, there's potentially more. Um, and then also kind of the other thing that kind of got me really into doing like the more adventurous elopement stuff was I'd made contact with a wedding planner over here who worked primarily with destination couples. Um, and she had an English couple who contacted her who wanted to elope in the summertime. Um, and because I was native English, she was like, oh, you know, I think you'd be a really good match for them. Right. Uh, and so that was the first like real elopement that I photographed. It was the couple and it was two of their friends. And we hiked up to this little like, um, it was like a stone altar that had been like put up halfway up a mountain near a little chapel. Like they weren't religious, but it was just like, it was just a really beautiful spot. And we hiked up to it. And then in the afternoon, they just wanted to go and find as many animals as they could and take some photos with them. Um, like Snow White. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, I was just like blown away by how relaxed the day was, but how personal everything was about it. Yeah, um, yeah. Loved it. And so, and so that was, so that is, is, is it now kind of, we fast forward to kind of what your business is at now in terms of the, the shooting still, because obviously you do a lot of teaching as well, but the, in terms of the shooting things, like, is, is it now pretty much English couples that are looking to do that? Or, or, or you, is it, you know, it's mainly, is the majority of your work English people heading over to your area who were looking for an elopement or, or an adventurous wedding now? Or is it a mixed, a different mix? Um, it's a mix. It's primarily English speaking couples. Um, right. Some are from the UK. Um, I also get quite a lot of American couples, primarily because I'm a higher price range than a lot of people for the Americans. It doesn't even come into question. Whereas I know, yeah. I know the wedding market in the UK. Um, yeah. And so I, some English couples get that kind of sticker shock when they see my prices, but um, I do still get quite a lot of them um, that, that come through despite the fact that I charge way more than most people in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's great. I mean, I guess so the main thing, like, for for many and like we talked about a bit before we started the call you know a lot of the sort of again quote unquote traditional wedding photographers who are working in the UK and a lot of the people that are listening to this and that kind of a part of nine dots as, as a community I guess the, the thing that maybe there's always the sticking point with them is how do you successfully kind of make the money at such small events does that make sense because mm -hmm. From the couple's point of view, it's a very, it's almost like an engagement shoot, if you like, in terms of what's happening. There's two of them and just you. So did you find it, how have you found like that from an industry point of view, the kind of charging and the the pricing of what you do? Do you know what I mean? Like how have you managed to kind of navigate that to make it work? Um, well, actually, sense. I think that a lot of the the um, the problems actually come more from the industry. What? Um, so I think that it's more the industry expect it's an elopement. So it's just a couple. So it's more just like an engagement shoot. It's more just a photo shoot. Um, right. but that is actually the, the biggest thing that, um, I kind of try and challenge and that I try to communicate through like all my social media, through my website. Um, is that not every couple that chooses to elope is doing so because they're on a budget. Um, mm -hmm. and for a lot of them, they still want this incredible wedding day. They still want to be able to say, you know, this, this is our wedding day. This is the day we're going to celebrate as our anniversary for the rest of our lives. Um, and we want the day to be unforgettable. 
and and actually we want somebody there to capture the whole thing um, right yeah yeah so but, it's well you know what can i ask let me yeah. just uh, sorry i've been sitting here in silence just listening to you and andy but you know when so when you talk about an elopement yeah. What so you're saying that the one issue is that the industry's definition of it and like what's your definition of an elopement then just I guess like a, what's your elevator pitch for an elopement? Um, so for me, an elopement is a day that is it's non-traditional. It's it's focused on the couple and the experience that they want to have on the day. So it's as rather than a tradition-based wedding day, it's an experience-based wedding day. And still, and still, from your perspective as a photographer, and I guess from their perspective as the couple, like still a full-on full day of work, yeah. with all the same pre-planning that goes into, I guess, into a wedding day, and probably more in a way because of the way you probably need to plan, I guess, routes and locations and all that kind of stuff. And and also, yeah. do you find you're helping out the couple a little bit more as a kind of almost as like a planner as well as just like maybe what we do in terms of just showing up to weddings and taking the pictures? Yeah, um, I do a hell of a lot more work for elopements than I do for for a traditional wedding or a larger wedding. Um, yeah, because with elopements, a lot of the time, not all of the time, but 99% of them don't have a planner. So they kind of come to me often without even a location. Sometimes they've got no location, no date in mind. And they'll say, we want to elope. And we've kind of seen that you go to really amazing places tell us where to go, tell us when to go, um, and help us find the best place to do it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. You know, it takes a lot of getting to know the couple, finding out what they want, and then using my experience um, from the places I've traveled, from where I live, to kind of go, okay, like, here's some suggestions that I think will be awesome for you, you know, based on what you want to do. Um, I have to be really careful, like, like I say, this is where like every country is different, but in Austria, like I can't call myself a planner, but I can tell them that I assist them in their planning. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I do so much work for elopements. Um, even on the wedding day, it's a, it's still a, sometimes a full day shooting um, and you can't go and hide in the bathroom like on an elopement. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Got behind the hedge. <laughs> How does she know we do that? Yeah. You told her. Yeah. I've got a yeah. question. Um, are elopements legal? Like, sorry for my dumbness because yeah. I don't really know much about it, but like, is it just a couple and you, or is it like actually someone else is going to hike around with you and like a celebrant? Like, like celebrant. Like a legal, but, yeah, but a legal one. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine a UK registrar climbing up, you know, the Peak <laughs> District to marry someone. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, um, no. So, how does, how does that work? It varies so, depending on the country. Um, so, and also where the couple's from. So, in Austria, it isn't it isn't legal so um just to hike to the a mountain top and go with a an an efficient like a registrar is not possible however some registrars will come to a designated like a pre-agreed like mountain hut to do it um so then you know you've got like you can do it sort of indoors and then go off with a couple um or what a lot of the couples choose to do in austria um, and also in italy is they'll go and sign the paperwork in the morning or the day before at the at the um, the town hall at the registry office, and then afterwards, then we go off for the whole day, or we go off the next day, or sometimes we go off together for three days. All oh, right, makes sense. 
Nice. Would you still? Is it still? So you, how you know when you say it's still like a full day? So how much? How much of the day would you spend with? Because presumably there's not much of like a party. There's no. no party end of the day. But so how how much of the day would you spend with them? And would you still? Would there still be like elements of, I guess, documentary? Would you still photograph them getting ready and, and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do still have some elopements where they, they usually as well at the start often aren't sure really what they want coverage for. So I start my coverage at four hours. Um, but most elopements are between six and nine. And yeah, sometimes it's multiple days. And yeah, it starts just like with a traditional wedding uh, with them getting ready. Sometimes they choose to get ready separately. Sometimes they choose to get ready together. So they're helping each other get ready because there isn't, you know, anyone else there except often me to, you know, help the bride with a dress, um, help the groom tie the tie, uh, yeah, yeah. those kind of things that, you know, usually there's a group of other people there to do it with them. Um, so, you know, there's that whole, the morning story with the elopements as well often, you've got kind of one of them doing like the bride doing hair and makeup, the grooms sitting in a corner, like frantically writing out his wedding vows into the vow book that the bride gave him, you know, three months ago to write them out in. Um, you know, there's all those kind of little aspects of the story, you know, even though you've not got like the traditional wedding sense of, you know, mum helping the bride get dressed, the groom and the groomsmen all at the bar having shots before the ceremony. There's still, there's still that kind of traditional bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Then you've got, if they get ready separately, then you've still got the first look, um, which a lot of them then choose to do if they get ready separately. Um, if they get ready together, obviously you don't have that part. Then you've got the kind of the, the adventure bit of getting to wherever they've decided to have their ceremony. If it's in the reg registry office, then it could usually just be them jumping in a taxi or in a car to get there from wherever they're staying. Um, and then, you know, after, after the ceremony, it's you know hiking or skiing or just kind of going off for the day and and exploring um and you know even if it's like we stop for lunch then I'll kind of photograph the restaurant that they go in for lunch and maybe them kind of sitting and ordering and you know again not as with usual weddings not them eating but you know kind of there if we're in down in the Italian Alps you know them ordering pizzas and having a, a glass of Prosecco in a little Italian mountain restaurant um yeah. You know, and then, you know, all the way through to the evening where they go back to the hotel, head to the the spa or they go to the the restaurant and sit down for a candlelit dinner together. Um, it's still it's still a full day of doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds uh, nice as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess so. So I guess like the kind of the not the million dollar question, but the big, the big question is, I think we touched on it before, is that obviously it looks like a dream job, you know, you, you've taken these people into these beautiful places and, and, you know, it's like almost like the dream job of dream jobs. I mean, everyone I know shoots weddings, loves weddings, but this kid, yeah. this is kind of like the pinnacle of that. But, but then we kind of touched on it, on it before is that a lot of people that maybe shoot weddings that would love to do more of this stuff. And you can see why they would their kind of thing as well. It's easy for you cat because you live in such an awesome place. And so how would, I mean, how, how would you kind of, I mean, not not to steal your custom, but how would you encourage people to kind of get into shooting these more? I mean, it's almost like an entirely separate business, it feels like, as opposed to just, you know, like tweaking yeah. a few words on that normal wedding website. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's, there's really different ways and it depends on the sort of types of things you want to do. Because um, I think even if you just like the idea of elopement, not necessarily the whole being outside, being, you know, in nature, being adventurous, 
um, there are still couples, you know, and you see these trends coming from the US who who want to elope, who want to do city elopements as well, um, where, you know, it could be that they sign the legal paperwork in the morning and then, you know, spend the day exploring the sites of, of a city. Um, and so I think for photographers, it's it, a lot of it comes across it in, like in the messaging. So if you offer an elopement package, you know, in your photography brochure, but your elopements are only set at two hours, then there's a not really much of a chance that anyone's ever going to book you for more than two hours for an elopement because they don't see that that's an option. So yeah. I think it's really whatever sort of elopements you'd like to get into, kind of creating, um, you know, like a pricing guide or resources for couples who may be thinking about eloping to kind of explain to them how how it could look. Yeah. Because, you know, with, with a lot of things, couples don't know what options are out there until they're kind of shown the way. So if photographers want to shoot all-day elopements, they should talk about the benefits of having an all-day elopement. Um, and, you know, they don't yeah. even have to have photographed one at that point. They can just kind of, you know, look and go, well, what would be an awesome thing to do, you know, in some places that I know well? Um, and how could I, for instance, write a guide on how to, how to elope in London? like how to plan a full day elopement in London or in Manchester or, you know, yeah, right. um, those kind of things. Basically then, what you're saying is stay away from Austria. Austria belongs to you. That's what you're saying. <laughs> oh God, no. this, this place is huge. Like there's more than enough space for other people. But I think sometimes it starts with, you know, being an expert in the areas that you know, um, and then kind of broadening your horizons. Um, so for me, you know, I don't just work in Austria. I work a lot in the Dolomites. Um, but I've also, I go to the Faroe Islands, like I went last year, I've got another one this year. Norway. The, Fer the Faroe Islands is a, far, is a long way away, isn't it? There's yeah. not much there. No, um, it's pretty remote. Um, <laughs> great for eloping in Andy, great, great place to elope for that reason. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I guess so. you hate people. Exactly, yeah. and I think it's, you know, when people, it's, when people see like, you know, so for me, it was with the adventurous stuff. It's like, okay, well, you're adventurous. You go to a lot of places. You travel to a lot of places. Um, so, you know, if I went on holiday, so the Faroe Islands, Faroe Islands is an example. I went there on holiday with my husband and was like, this is awesome. People should really elope here. Um, I came, you know, I used all my holiday photos and I created a blog post of how to elope in the Faroe Islands. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds like it sounds like what you're saying though is there's two like there's two potential issues as a, from a photographer's perspective. One is like the couples probably come to you knowing that they want to elope, but they don't really know what that means. They just know that they just want to do something by themselves in a place that they really love, yeah. but they don't really know how how to m turn that into like an experience. And then the mm -hmm. same is really true from the photographer's side is that so that couple comes to you and goes, oh, I see that you do a lot of, for instance, hiking in the Lake District. We really want to elope in the Lake District. And then there's like this 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 disconnecting that the couple doesn't know how they how they can turn that into the yeah. full experience of el an elopement and yeah. the and the photographer maybe doesn't really understand what an elopement is or can be or how yeah. to craft how to help the couple craft that experience so then so then i think the main issue that we get because this question comes up in our group from time to time is how would you charge for an elopement and nobody yeah. ever seems to really know because yeah. I, I think it is because of that that because people don't really know what an elopement is you know, mm -hmm. beyond what, I mean, we're, we're doing it on purpose in a way to go, you know, is it just a couple having oh, a yeah. portrait shoot for a <laughs> yeah. couple of days? So, 
and but I think a lot of people see think that. So then, it, and I know the thing that stood out from when when we spoke the first time, and you talked about the fact that, um, you talk about the myth that elopements are low budget affairs, but you say that your highest value bookings last year were elopements. Mm-hmm. So a lot of photographers would would find that hard to believe, and yeah. how the, and maybe loads of people, I guess, would listen to what you're saying and say, "Well, that sounds perfect." You know, I don't have to deal with all the aunts and uncles and the group shots and the all the stuff that I hate about weddings can be t- stripped away, and this can actually be a business. So, how, so, so this is going to be a huge question, yeah. but how, where would somebody go from, for instance, in the position we're in, you know, shooting a lot of what you would call traditional weddings, yeah, to move in their business towards doing a more begin to start off with just doing more elopements but maybe with a view to becoming an elopement photographer um yeah so i mean for me starting with pricing that you mentioned you know how do people even price for that um i price elopements and weddings the same for me it doesn't matter how many people are there um okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, a wedding, there may be, it's a lot more work on the day and there's a lot more photos to edit because of all of the guests. But elopement, there's a lot more in the planning. So I, I would say just start by, if you want to add it to your offering, just price price it the same. Okay. Right. But then what, but then you've got, but then presumably you've got to describe it totally differently. You've got to describe what the, what the, what they're buying, the experience they're buying in a totally different way. So, so you talked earlier about having a brochure just for elopements. And I guess that'd be really important. Yeah. Rather than rather than just sending over your wedding brochure and going, well, it's the same as this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, it, it, this here, a lot of people, I mean, the, you know, this is another one that people can talk for hours about on whether you should have prices on your website or not. Um, and obviously, this is where it kind of the tactic of the pricing is whether you have prices. Um, so for me, I just have a starting price, and I say weddings and elopements start from, and the average spend is. X amount of money and then depending on what they're inquiring for that's the pricing guide that they get yeah then the, ne- the next step is really just to kind of do do a bit of homework on on what elopements are like if you've never shot one before kind of you know even just looking on you know wedding blogs and things that, that specialize in elopements and and googling and looking what people are asking about elopements and kind of yeah, giving giving yourself kind of a good background on on what really are they? I'm saying it's very much like the, the the old thing, isn't it? It's like you just need to you need to know what like the couples need. Like if you know what what is the couple who's thinking about the elopement? What what do they need, and how can you provide that for them in terms of the experience and the the kind of logistics, like you say, like things like accommodation or locations and all that kind of stuff. That yeah. that's like the added value you're going to bring to an elopement yeah. that you wouldn't be bringing to a standard, you know. <laughs> wedding that they've already got a venue and all that kind of stuff yeah and I think as well you know as photographers like if you've started off you know what most people are just shooting you know bigger traditional weddings um you have such an insight that you know as well all of the things that go on on a wedding day that stress people out um so you know you can even use your knowledge to go to create things like blog posts um, or use, you know, every now and then a social media caption that says, you know, yeah, wedding planning is really stressful. Are you, you know, if you're absolutely sick of having to deal with family arguing over who sits where or what the menu is, like, it doesn't have to be this way. Like, you know, you can elope. And I think it's one of the really the best ways to to actually start booking eloping couples is to to talk about elopements more and to talk about the benefits of why they're awesome to do um 
because you know a lot of the time people are just lurking on social media and looking around and until somebody said hey do you know what you could actually elope and have like a whole day that's just about you like and it doesn't matter you know if that's coming from someone who shoots elopements all the time or somebody who's a more traditional photographer who maybe you know a couple's following them and thinking you know oh yeah we're going to plan a big traditional wedding but they're not really excited about it if they see that photographer that they've been following for a while talk about oh do you know what you could actually elope and I could you know come with you and we'll do something totally different um I think that's a really also a really good way to kind of start getting potential couples thinking about the alternative of eloping and still you know booking you as their photographer yeah yeah for sure in ter- in terms of you so you mentioned like just the pricing thing about how you kind of just price weddings and elopements the same but that means then that you're kind of approaching the whole way that you make money from elopements the same as weddings as opposed to like a portrait model you know in a portrait model where you would you would like say charge a lower fee but then try and make money on on sales afterwards or whatever you know yeah. in print sales or album sales you you still for you that the structure of pricing is exactly the same it's like in you know it's like a you charge you charge for so many hours and you get the yeah. files and that kind of thing and you can add an album and all that you know like really standard wedding price yeah. structure i exactly i price everything exactly the same weddings or elopements and it is yeah for me it's an hour it's how many hours they want and i only do digitals only and then i've picked time so i just every now and then do pick time sales to try and get um get some extra print sales in um but you know i think one of the reasons i also decided to price elopements and weddings the same um was kind of from a psychological point of view of saying your elopement matters just as much as somebody else's wedding with a hundred guests. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. to the couple, the elopement matters just as much. Um, and so, yeah, kind of on a psychological level, you know, if if people are going, oh, well, an elopement's this much money and it's cheaper um, than than a bigger wedding, then people are like, well, why is it? cheaper yeah of. it's le- less important or, or, or your yeah. effort is like the photographer's yeah, effort or, is less as or well you're not right? putting in as much effort which actually you know i know that i probably put in more effort with the elopements than i do yeah. with the weddings but it's more of a reward for me so you know i don't price them higher i just price them the same yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've got another question actually which is um so say if someone inquires with you and then um says you know i really want to elope on the top of a mountain but you can't hike like as in yourself what yeah. would you do or like or they want to obviously you know how to ski or snowboard but if imagine if someone's inquiring with me and I'm like oh I have no idea how to hike to the top of a mountain but this sounds cool like would you take that book in and risk it I mean not with skiing or snowboarding because me you know you know uh, <laughs> that you're gonna injure yourself but would you take that book in and risk it like you know I, I don't know does that make sense yeah it makes sense and I would say absolutely not do not take it um I, this is, I actually, I think I, I had a conversation with someone a while ago about a very similar thing. And this was actually for a, a ski wedding. And they were like, I can learn to ski, right? It's not that hard. And I was like, you need to learn to ski and you need to be able to take photos while you're skiing. Um, <laughs> like, this is a bad idea. Please, no. Um, but yeah, yes, even just carrying your kit. It's like, yeah, uh, it's the same with hiking. And I think if the couple really loves you and they go, we want to go to the top of a mountain, be honest with them and go, you know what, like, I'm not a hiker, I'm, you you know, you can be honest and say, you know, I am fairly physically fit, but I don't know how I would be in that position, you know, okay with the altitude, because the last thing you want to do is ruin their day, but I mean, what you can do instead of saying blanket, no, just be up front and say, look, this is the deal, Um, 
you know, have a little look if they said we want to go to the top of a mountain and go, oh, well, look, like there's some areas where it's not maybe that high altitude and there's a cable car that can take us up there. So, you know, there's very kind of low risk involved in that. Yeah, there's um, always options. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But for me, I always say just be honest because the worst feeling in the world is taking a booking because you think, oh, this will look really, really cool in my portfolio. And then... And then like, it being a disaster. Then it being an absolute disaster because you're kind of <laughs> you're putting your reputation on the line and obviously you're potentially going to have some very unhappy clients. Yeah, yeah. This is a total tangent, but I was just thinking about last year because you mentioned skiing and stuff, but I was... Uh, not, like I was, well, I was in uh, Courchevel or something, and like obviously the big thing now is like a lot of uh, people fly in and just take like Instagram photos, and yeah. I nearly got wiped out by three skiers that basically did not know how to ski, <laughs> and was just at the top of the mountain, you know, just trying to take the coolest photo ever. Obviously, yeah. the person, the photographer knew how to ski, but these these people <laughs> did not know how to ski. I'm like, do you like face that now? Like, I know it's a bit of a tangent on on elopements, but like, you know, uh -huh. when you're, I guess, with couples or something. Or, <laughs> you know yeah not too much in the skiing and snowboarding stuff um but i have a massive issue with some of the locations that i shoot in in the dolomites that are just instagram like honeypots for everyone just swarming in taking their photos and leaving um and that can get incredibly busy and incredibly stressful when you turn up to a location and there's like three other brides and grooms there taking you know often it's the asian pre-weddings as well um yeah, like yeah. taking yeah. their instagram shots as well and and yeah the influencers too and that's stressful <laughs> but that's... Tricky, tricky though tricky. it sounds like basically you need to yeah. know that if you're going to be in a local photography you need to know that quite a lot of the work is is on you as the photographer to plan the day out really to plan the locations and to help the couple kind of it, decide yeah. what decide where and when things are going to happen based yeah. on a lot of things based on knowledge you've already got based on knowledge that you're going to have to gain yeah. um and because the, I guess the the risk is it's quite it's seen as almost like the cool bit of the industry to get into at the moment. So mm -hmm. everyone's suddenly yeah. popping up and saying, you know, I'm an adventure, I'm an adventure photographer, whatever. Yeah. So you got to accept. I mean, I guess, but I guess on the flip side, it's on the whole the reason you're charging the same as a wedding is it's overall probably about the same amount of work. Like I would guess, and this is not playing it down in any way, but I'd guess the editing is a little bit easier than you know, a wedding that's got a, a thing in this room and then a thing in this lighting and then yeah. you, a dark church and then you're out here because could because you're doing a lot of a lot more outdoor stuff during the daylight, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, the editing is definitely I mean I still take so many photos, but yeah, the editing is easier because you generally have a lot less tricky lighting situations. I mean you can be that you're outside and it goes from, you know, bright sun to really dark and raining and then bright again. But you it's still generally everything's natural light that you can work with whereas yeah when you've got like you say dark church or a really dark getting ready room with really odd like horrible wallpaper and then you know going into a reception room with different lighting and dj lights and all of that stuff it is the editing's quicker definitely and also i outsource my editing so it's even quicker um <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's another, it's another podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, but definitely, you know, the the more time is spent on the planning than, you know, the stuff afterwards, for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah, amazing. So basically, what it sounds like from that, from that, and that was really helpful. I think basically the top tips, I guess, in a way, for somebody that wants to get started or move towards elopements as part of their business or move their business there entirely, 
first of all is have it separately to your wedding stuff. I guess that was the first thing you kind of said, yeah. have a separate separate brochure, maybe even a separate website that really talks about that in its entirety because people who are planning an elopement don't want to see loads of stuff about traditional weddings, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Second thing would be to to charge it the same as you would charge a wedding and, and understand that it's the same amount of work. It's just a different kind of work because a yeah. lot of the, like whereas we can go to a traditional wedding, I hate calling it that, but that's, that's the reality of it. Yeah. But we can go that, we can almost like turn up and shoot and go home. That's yeah. not the way it's going to be on a wedding day. I guess you're going to have to drive them around potentially a lot of the time, even or yeah. you know, become a transportation. So, um, so yeah, charge the same as you would charge for a wedding, and really do do loads and loads of research. But also at the same time, like if you just mar- to, in terms of marketing and getting your first bookings, just turn holiday photos or photos from experiences you've had into blog posts or something that at least then people can start finding you based on the places you love and the things you like to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so the, yeah, the big one is, yeah, I mean, you don't necessarily have to create a separate website, but just create, yeah, create resources like you have guides to, you know, how, to, you know, not that too many of us do this these days, but you know how you, we've all done blog posts of questions to ask your wedding venue and, you know, just yeah. create information for people who are interested in eloping that just shows, you know, a little bit about it. Yeah. And, and just changing the way that you talk about what an elopement is. Okay, cool. And last, last but not least, yeah. If there was, if there was such a thing to exist as, as say, an, I don't know, like an adventure wedding academy or something like this, where would somebody, <laughs> where would somebody find something like that? I don't know. If they searched <laughs> wedding academy, they'd probably find it. Um, yeah, you know, I've got, I've got the adventure wedding academy, which is for people who want to learn more about this kind of type of work. You know, what it involves and how to really get digging into how to create a brand that reflects that. Um, but also it's kind of for people who are interested in any kind of niche, um, because yeah. I think the process of developing a niche is kind of the same, whatever the niche is. Um, you know, for me, it was very specific, but I, I think the process works for other types of niche, you know, within photography too. So yeah, that's what the Adventure Wedding Academy is all about. Um, and it's also got really awesome um, in-person workshops where you get to do adventuring and learning about photography and just generally having fun in the mountains. Ace. And that is at adventureweddingacademy.com. And we'll also put your other links uh, below the podcast when it goes out. So thanks very much for that, Kat. I know that was quite kind of quick fire. And, uh, but it, it was, we've, I think we've learned a lot, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it's been great. Cool. Cool. And, awesome. uh, yeah, so maybe see you in Austria sometime soon. Yeah, well, not anytime soon because we're on lockdown, but yeah. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. So, when the lurgy's gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice one, Kat. Thanks for that. Amazing. Oh, thanks awesome. so much. Nice. You can listen to previous episodes of the Dotcast anywhere people normally listen to podcasts. And remember to download our free ebook, A Coronavirus Survival Guide for Wedding Photographers. In the book, you'll find lots of tips, thoughts, and advice, as well as some email templates and cash flow templates to help your business. Grab your free copy now at 9 dotscoslash corona. Yeah.